Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to The Mentor, I'm Mark Boris. When Jason Daniel walked into the studio, he was fully kitted from head to toe with LSKD gear. Jason's the founder of sportswear gear company, LSKD. That's functional sportswear with a street aesthetic. He's a boy from Logan, that's right, in southeast Queensland, same place where Cameron Smith comes from, and a mad guy for motorsports, which also happens to be where the name LSKD originated from. And by the way, he launched that brand, LSKD, in 2007. During his early 20s, he worked as an apprentice carpenter while managing LSKD during his lunch breaks. The guy's a fanatic. Jason's got so much energy. His business has gone through three different rebrands, from Loose Kid Industries to LKI, now is LSKD. And I reckon it's reflective of his journey and his approach as a founder to his business. Like many founders, during the early stages of business, Jason's default is to approach things with a scattergun approach, doing everything and anything. It wasn't until a couple of years ago he started to structure his thinking. And that's part of the normal evolution of startups into becoming real businesses. In my chat to Jason, you're going to hear about things like how important is hard work? Where's the ethic of hard work come from? And learn how to hustle, how to leverage the hustle. So getting something out of your hard work, how he leveraged his way through the LSKD business, which eventually led him to Hollywood celebrity Zac Efron wearing his product. That's a big deal. So let's get into it. Jason, welcome to The Mentor. Thank you. All the way from Queensland. Yeah, flew in this morning. Yeah. Yep. What do you think of the nice cold weather, Danny? Yeah, it's good. I can wear my puffer jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you it's the been. first time I've been on a plane for about a year, actually. Serious? So, yeah, it's been a while. So in terms of traveling, I mean, your business is Australia-wide, nationwide. Yep. Um, yep. Do you, do you have to go travel to see your distributors or whatever you call it? Oh, uh, previously, we would travel overseas a lot to see our suppliers and partners yep. over in, uh, obviously, in China and places like that. But not. I've been lucky enough, I actually haven't had to travel too much, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it's going to crank back up a lot more now. And I've got a five-month-old at home, so it definitely helps being able to not have to travel too much yeah, and totally. around at home after hours as well. Mind you, sometimes you probably think, yourself, wish I could get the fuck out of here. Yeah, um, a quick night's sleep. <laughs> so you're a Queenslander? Yeah. Born and bred? Yep. 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 Okay. Out of Logan. Well, Logan. Yep. Logan boy. Wow. Yep. That's uh, Cameron Smith territory. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And probably a few others. Um, yeah. So how old are you now? Uh, I just turned 34. To 34-year-old. Yeah. Logan boy. So you're a Brisbane Broncos supporter? 
Yeah, yeah, and Lions both. Oh, you support yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah. and you and you. I was going to say right now is the um, Maroons or it's the Queensland uh, State of Origin team sort of uh, getting ready to kick off, and um, we're all playing with New South Wales, who I love. We're playing you guys up in North Queensland. Um, it's going to be big up there. It's huge. I mean, I really get excited. This time. Are you going? No, I'm not going to go, but I, I, I w- if it was in Brisbane, I probably would. But yeah. um, given it's in North Queensland, I won't. Like it's a, it's a bit of a hassle getting up there. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Particularly if you lose, it's very sh- it's a shit trip home. Um, <laughs> but I'll be watching. Don't worry about that. Um, and I, and once again, you know, New South Wales man to man on paper look better than Queensland, but fuck, every it'll be a good game. But I'm, uh, we do this all the time, and then Queensland come and kick our ass. I mean, like. Freddie, get onto it, mate. Um, okay, let's just go back a little bit to. Yeah, I want to know like a little bit about you. So, were you born in Logan? Yeah, so I was born uh, and grew up in Logan. Explain uh, what Logan's like, like socially, so, so, socially, socially, economically, demographically. What, yeah, look, I mean, I think every area has its downsides, right? As every area does. Yep. Um, you know, I was very lucky. I grew up on five acres, um, had tracks. My parents owned a plant nursery, so we uh, used to sell at the markets every Sunday with my mum and. Uh, yeah, I grew up. We had tracks. I grew up racing motocross, tracks being, uh, like, motocross tracks, yeah, and yeah. supercross tracks. And I grew up wanting to become a professional motocross athlete. Um, so I was always training. Um, you know, we had a big dam, so I'd be swimming in the dam, training in there, like doing probably mini triathlons back then. Didn't even realize, but yeah, it was good. I mean, I rode to school. It was a great area. Um, yeah, obviously it's subdivided now where I grew up. Um, you know, now it's into blocks, but yeah, being able to grow up on property was amazing. Yeah, so Logan um, back then, you know, thirty odd years ago, was not country, but sort of like semi-country, semi-rural. People, they large blocks of land, put it that way. Yeah. yeah. You, you, they don't, they're not sort of running a farm or anything like that, but they had larger properties. Yeah. Today, Logan's a bit different. Logan's like subdivisionville. It's like- Yeah, it's booming. Millions it's of houses. Everywhere. A lot of people are moving to Queensland and a lot of people are moving into uh, Logan at are the you moment. you noticing that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, I mean, obviously off topic, but the housing market's booming. I uh, just got into a new place and it was uh, hard to get into. So Really? Yeah, it's booming. You bought a joint or you rent a joint? Bought a new place, oh, yeah. Good on you. Yep, yep. So, so business must be good. It's, yeah, I'm very thankful. It's going yeah. well. So you grew up in Logan, went to school in a local district, uh, yep. outdoors type kid, I guess, from what you're saying, in terms of um, you know, riding, riding motorbikes and all that sort of stuff and hanging out. Uh, school-wise, what's the deal? School, um, I mean, I wasn't the brightest kid, to be honest. I had, I had a lot of drive in me in terms of what I did outside of sports, which I think, you know, taught me a lot about what I do today. And um, But, yeah, school, I wasn't the brightest kid, to be honest. What does that mean? You didn't, you didn't apply yourself? Or you I probably didn't, just, I, to be honest, I probably it? didn't apply myself enough. I think in, in that sense, I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't interested. I was interested in sports, you know, racing motocross and wanting to be a professional athlete. I was interested in everything else. I probably wasn't interested in school. I love school. I had a lot of fun, but I actually probably learned more outside of school than what I did, you know, inside of school. And I think, you know, when I finished school, I thought I was going to be an electrician. So I did three months as an electrician, hated it, uh, quit that and then worked for a family friend for 12 months in a big bricklaying yard and thought, you know, I was running like running trucks, almost logistics, learning how to run logistics with, you know, for, you know, running bricks to job sites and had two trucks, uh, you know, running that out. And then I decided to, I was racing motocross and I decided that I had a day off a week to go riding. And I thought, fuck, I'm not going to do this anymore. I actually am not going to be a professional athlete. I'm that one day I'm going to work as a chippy. So I've made a bunch of phone calls back then. It was really hard to get uh, an apprenticeship back then. So I worked for this guy for three months a day a week for free. 
uh, you know, doing 10, 12 hour days. And I remember sweeping the floor in the, uh, in this house, we were cleaning out to finish, you know, finish it. And he goes, mate, I'm giving you a job. And I was pumped, you know, I'm like, I'm going to $7 an hour, but I didn't care. You know, I was just like, I think I was 19 and I just, I just wanted to trade. And, uh, obviously I had the brand back then that's, that had kicked off, but it wasn't. What do you mean you had the brand? So obviously my journey with brand from with LSKD now actually started it, it pretty much in high school. So it was a, it was a word called loose kid. Um, and it was just a, essentially a high school nickname. It was just a bunch of fun. It was like, so someone gave, they gave you the nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Or wasn't that loose, but you know, uh, what does loose kid mean? I mean, is that, is that a term of art today? I mean, like, no, it, honestly, if I'm going to, it loose was just mean like you're paying the ass or does loose mean no, you get up to mischief? I, used to, I mean, I used to, so going back, I used to ride uh, BMX and I actually was coming up short on a jump. So I was like, they call it casing a jump. And uh, I was the I was riding with the guys who were 17, 18. One of them ended up winning X Games for three years in a row, lived in America. Um, I was 13, I think I was 12 or 13. And they said, oh, you're riding loose today, kid. Because I was the 12, yeah, So riding loose means what? Like, cool, good. Oh, probably, probably, I don't know. Probably not the best. No, I'm uh, not bad. It's, no, it's no, not it was good. okay. I wasn't, you know. But does loose, if you're riding loose today, does that mean, um, is that like a term of art for guys on in motocross? Like that means you're, Fucking really cool. Oh, yeah. I think it could be do two different terms. One could be like, well, he's fast, he's running loose today, or yeah. one he's in. But we don't actually use the term for that anymore. It actually just was created as, you know, when you're growing up and you have that word of the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, that's loose, hey, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it really had no meaning. But then um, a friend of mine on MSN days, if anyone remember those days, uh, said you should turn this into a brand. How old were you? Oh, I would have been 15. I was 15. I was just a kid. I, I didn't even know what, how to, you know, I wasn't like, oh, I can, there's a, there's a market here. I'm going to sell a t-shirt. And I was like, how do you actually create a career out of selling t-shirts? They're $50 t-shirts. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what that meant. Um, and my mom was a legend and she actually got the paperwork, the trademark paperwork for me back then. And uh, I um, signed it off as Loose Kid Industries. And uh, we just made some t-shirts and hats and we used to sell at the bike tracks and just, and then it was, it took until 2007 when I was, uh, I was second year apprentice, I think, or third year apprentice carpenter and said, you know what, it's time to give this thing a crack. Like I want it. And we changed it to LKI. So we abbreviated the word. LKI. LKI. Oh, yeah. Loose so Loose Industries is abbreviated. Okay. Right? So let's just go back here. Yeah. So you're it's, a, a, it's, it's a long story. No, you're, it's a young, crazy. you're a young bloke in your late teens. You're working as an apprentice carpenter. Yep. And, and together with your mum who owned, um, Market stalls or something like that. We had, we had a planned nursery, so we would sell plants to the wholesalers. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, your mum sort of understands how to hustle. And yeah. uh, and what about your dad, by the way? Uh, my parents split when yeah. I was 13 or 14. So I actually haven't spoken to my dad since maybe maybe 19. But, yeah, they split quite when I was quite young. Right, so he didn't have that much of an influence on you. He actually did probably when I was a lot younger. Yeah. Uh, it was all about you. if you want something, you've got to work for it. Um, and yeah, he was, it was all about, if you want something, you got to work for it. And I think that the hard still work, a work ethic me. and I worked in the nursery, you know, as a kid growing up, I used to knock on doors and get cuttings off trees and say, Hey, we need to trim your trees. We'd take it home, we'd repot it and then we'd go and sell it at the market. So I didn't realize till probably now as I'm getting a little bit older that that actually taught me how to sell. It's also hustling, you know, like yeah. hustles, you know, like going, yeah. going to cut, yeah. trim your tree, but then you leverage it and you sort of put it in a pot as well. So you get the, the, the cuttings for free. So you take the cuttings away, you get the cuttings for free, and then that allows you, to, all you have to do is buy a bit of soil, a bit of potting mix and put it in a pot. In the pot. And, and then you got something to sell. And you got to store it. And we had big, we had big shade houses and you'd store it and you have to water it certain But that times. taught you something. That taught you, uh, that taught you, um, you know, I only just realized it the other day, but I mean, I, that taught you something when you're a young man uh, about, 
and you probably took it as second nature, but it took you how how to a work hard, yeah, get that bit. Yeah. B hustle that you know hustle for the job. That that's yeah. a big deal. I mean, that's not, a lot of people know how to work hard, prepare to work hard, but they don't know how to hustle for the job. Learn how to hustle for the jobs are really important, and then f- for later on in business, and then also how to leverage what you've done. Like, hang on, there's an opportunity. I'll put that in a pot and I'll sell it for five bucks. So I get that for nothing. I'll I won't sell it, but I'll I'll but store your and look after it. Higher too, hundred percent. If you can get economy cost, of scale, no cost, and you just keep doing that shit, and uh, start off small, and uh, you know, little fish are sweet. And 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 it's it, it's like a. I was only thinking the other day. I mean, this is, I was thinking about when my old man, my dad. When I was fourteen, my dad got me to work in a factory. Where he was working, and uh, during the school holidays, and the game was up. Whatever I earned, I had to. Not had to, but like I agreed to give one third to my mum, and yeah. uh, my mum was going to buy a sideboard out of it, like something for the house, which is cool. Yeah. I was happy with that, but. Um, to do that, um, I had to you know, work a whole week in a factory. And in this factory, they had this card on the on each of the machines. And on the machine, it's and on the card, it said you had to do fifty of these metal things an hour. Yeah, I had to produce 50, pull, you know, like pull fifty yeah, of these had things. A strong out. KPI. To hit. Yeah, so I had to do it fifty. And if you did sixty, you got paid a bonus. Yeah. If you did seventy, you got paid a bigger bonus. Anyway, I worked it out pretty quick that there were, that I could make bonuses, and I worked out how to do it efficiently because I went. Well, if I use that hand to do this and I pulled down the ca- front of the cage with that and then at the same time put my foot on the – there was a pedal thing you had to push down. save seconds. And I, Yeah, correct. And then I was sort of working out – I didn't go about it consciously but I was working at this unconsciously. And I thought about it the other day. I thought to myself, I'm actually quite good at doing two or three things at once and actually working out how to be very efficient. Yeah. And – and, and I reckon it all goes back to when my dad got me to do that job. Uh, Without even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't even fucking think about it. And it's interesting you just telling me now about your your own situation. Those sorts of things are valuable. Yeah, they are. And especially having young kids now, it's like how do you kind of try and instill that, you know, because you don't want to force it. It just kind of happens with natural nutrition. And I definitely appreciate that growing up that I went, oh, wow, where did I get that work ethic? Your parents probably didn't realise it either. I mean, No, we, we, they, had to, they, they had to survive. We yeah. weren't, you know, we weren't wealthy we you know my parents were amazing my mum did so much to put us through school and but we weren't well we weren't a wealthy family so you know it, it, we we had to work hard to put food on the table and i and i obviously wanted to buy a dirt bike i guess they're not cheap no it? no so um and then you know then i ended up working in the local bp and i think i was 14 at the time and i, I had a job there and i washing pumps on a Tuesday and a Saturday, see people come with their bikes and i saved three and a half thousand and then lucky enough my grandparents went halves with me to pay for the rest so I could buy a new bike. And then I started getting into racing then. So I, I, I almost, we couldn't afford to do it, but I just found a way. Like I just was like, well, no, I'm going to race a bike because I see all these people racing and I want to be a racer and I love sports. Um, and I just found a way and my grandparents chipped in the can and helped, which was amazing. They were absolute legends and didn't really think of it till now, but it was like, they said, if you achieve that, I'd do that. And then I got that to be able to go racing. And then I just found sponsors and, you know, I couldn't, you know, I was on $240 a week. So I would, you know, I use it even into this term today within the brand and what we've created, this amazing community that we're growing globally is, I said a lot to the, to the team actually, it's like when I had, a, you know, when I was racing, I didn't have enough money to pay. Like a set of gears for four, three, $400, set of tires on a weekend's a couple hundred dollars to go out racing, you fuel in the car, hotel. So I would, you know, I would, I would be messaging the brands or the distributors going, hey, I can do a cover shoot in the magazine do you need me to wear the newest gear? Like, because I started to get to know the magazines back then and got friends with them. And then they're like, oh, here, here's the newest gear to wear. 
And I'd rock up to the track and these guys that are winning races and I was maybe fifth to 10th place guy, maybe expert, you know, top three. How do you get all this new gear? And I was like, well, I was just finding out what they needed. I could give them some free exposure, but they were busy. So I just offered them something that they didn't have time to think about. And they they said, yeah. yes. They said, yes. And then I got this gear that I couldn't afford to buy, but it helped me to go racing. And all of a sudden I just started not my le- leveraging, but helping. If I helped them, the if I helped them, that helped me. And then I could go do what I love to do. So it just kind of almost. But it's, the same, it's the same as when you were walking around cutting people's French penny trees down, yeah. putting the French, repotting the stuff or, or getting a cutting off, whatever it is. And repotting yeah, it kind it. of taught me. It's to, the same deal. It's the same principle. It's hustle sense. and leverage, hustle yeah. and leverage. Work, working hard, like, I, you know, I know people work hard their whole life and get nowhere. You know, they, they actually work hard. I mean, they work, I, you know, people work on my farms, you know, like uh, they work their asses off and um, when they, they reach certain age and they, they've got a little bit of money in super, et cetera, but they haven't really got, they really didn't advance their lives that much in terms of um, things that they have, assets, et cetera. I mean, they're happy, they're content, all that sort of stuff, don't get me wrong, but they didn't, they didn't go any further because they didn't have the art of hustle and leverage. And yeah. I think, you know, like in a business environment, which is what this whole show is about, it's about business. It's about working hard, yeah, got that, tick that off. But hustle and leverage is really important. And it goes right back to it's the very essence of business, hustling and leverage. So you, you're saying to me, you got some guys who are probably top 10, you might not have been top 10. These guys are thinking about, you know, they might have been older too, they might have been thinking about winning the race or – I'll see you really to get well. to the race and find out ways so I can keep doing Correct. it. Correct. And you're thinking, you're thinking on top of all that, I'm going to hustle somebody. And the hustle is just making it easy for someone. Bringing up the brand and saying, listen, I'll wear your whatever you guys wear. I'll wear that and it's probably got the brand down the side or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was their motocross And I might say something about it these days, especially these days you can put it up on social mediums. But like they're thinking, well, this, well it's going to cost me one outfit or cost me blah, a yeah. set of tyres or whatever. It's nothing for them, especially yeah. when they've got big budgets. And so I'm, I'm glad you talked about this. Like the, I mean, I'm it's funny it. how I went down that route. I didn't even think about it. Well, but I'm, yeah, I'm, but I'm getting helps. it from you anyway. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just getting it from your body language and I get it from, you know, the brief and I get it from you. Um, and like the fact that you, your mum actually taught you a bit the hustle and the leverage too, because by the way, you probably didn't even realize that she, she encouraged you to go and register a name. Loose kid industries. Well, I told her, yeah, I told her about it and then I, That's she, she told it and then she went and did it. So, you know, I definitely thank her a lot for that. Well, sometimes there's things appear in front of you on the table and we just look at them and nothing happens. We don't take it off the table. Yeah. And put it, it in our kick. And it was interesting. I always knew I would do something with this brand. It just took me to like, you know, I think I was 21 and there was no social media really back then. It was, you know, 2013, I think is when social media really boomed. So it was magazines and it was, you know, it was articles online. We were a wholesale business. So it was, you know, you get on the, then it's kind of the journey started before you know when I, I think from 2007 to 2010 I was still a carpenter and I ended up working part-time in the end for the last year and a half so I could try and build the side business and finish my apprenticeship and but I just yeah I just remember being four five in the morning till you know say six and then I'd leave home and go to the off work at 6 30 but that hour I'd get to work on the phone at lunch I'd be on the phone I'd be ringing a magazine to try and get an article or I'd be ringing a retail store trying to sell you know some teas into the store or get home you go to the gym you train and work on the bike ready for the weekend and then on a Saturday you'd travel you know, you'd be racing five hours away but you'd make time to stop at a store on the way two hours in at Gympie I'd try and sell to them before they close at lunch and then get up and then race on a Sunday and come home and you definitely, we talk about it a bit at the office now to see how, you know, if we're, how fast our brand is growing now to go, well, that's the stuff that we really need to appreciate now because 
we've learned so much that's taught us to where we're at now and it, you do you definitely appreciate it but it's definitely a lot of hustle i look back now and go fuck how many put that many hours in it just didn't matter well, let's talk about no it. Can, I, can i understand let's I, I wouldn't mind digging into that a little bit like i don't know i don't want to sort of hang around the weeds but <laughs> it's it's probably worthwhile um where do you get the mindset that is it because you love doing stuff around your brand and if that was making t-shirts and hats or is your mindset that you love just working really hard and fast or have you got ADHD or what? what is it? I mean, <laughs> Maybe, I, mean, I don't know. There's no problem with that, that. Yeah. No, I actually don't. But what know. is it? What, what is I, it? I mean, where, where I, does that mindset come from? I mean, I and is it a conscious I, I mean, thing? my grandparents, um, my nonno came over from Italy on the boat and moved to Tassie and he worked from nothing to create, you know, phenomenal businesses and – maybe that came from that side of him, but I actually don't know. Like I, I think in 2007, I was like, I'm going to do something. I saw other brands out there and, and a lot of the, you know, we, we were racing on weekends when we weren't racing. We, you know, we, you know, we were either, you know, partying or going to a music festival or we were training in the gym and it, it started out as everyone was like, Hey, I want clothes to wear. And I was like, well, I should start doing this. I seeing other brands achieve it. Maybe I could do this. I, I, I can, I can achieve that. And I thought, well, you know, I wasn't a designer and I wasn't a creative, but I had a passion to build a community as in, you know, we, I said to someone last week, it's pretty funny, but my 21st birthday, you know, ministry of sound DJ come back you know, back then. And it was, you know, we had all different races from all over come to, to the party. And, you know, there was like 150 people or something in my mom's property. But it was like, when I look at that, I go, well, what were we doing back then? Like that we were, had this community of people of different athletes and then they were wearing the brand and sharing it. And our mission now is to inspire people to chase the vibe through sport, fitness and adventure. But you're talking 12, 15, 12 years ago, I didn't even know what a mission was. I didn't know what a community was. I had no idea. It was just right, natural yeah. nutrition. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't actually know. Let's just try and see if we can work out. Now the grind start, I don't, I can't, I can't, I just have this passion. If I want to achieve were it, I'll locals? do it. Yeah, so they're locals. I mean, growing up racing, um, you were racing from far as Townsville. I'd race in New oh, South no, Wales. Well, so anyway, it's not so Logan it's people. Traveling all over. I got to meet people all over Your the community world. was everywhere. Yeah, it's, yeah. So I got to meet people. But, you you know, it wasn't social media. It was all offline. You'd, you'd go to a – I mean, you go to a race meet back then and, um, I mean, there'd be 500 people racing. So we'd set up a little stand and we'd sell and, you know, we'd, we'd have the stand. I'd be racing and we'd try and sell some T-shirts in the early days. I mean, I'm trying to remember a lot of this because it was so, – it's, you know, it was quite a but while But where do you ago. get that – like, I mean, like – Where do I get the uh, drive? Well, like, I'm, I'm just listening to you now. You, you haven't shut the fuck up. I mean, you keep going. I'm so. bad. I talk a lot. No, but it's okay. It's good. It's part of your DNA. So I'm trying to work out where it comes from. Like, because, you know, a lot of people out there don't need to get the hustle on. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting the hustle on. They understand the hustle. They understand they, they'll understand the logic of, of you know of leverage, which we just talked about. They'll understand the, they understand the logic of working hard. They get that. But they just can't put all the shit together, you know. And I'm looking at you and I'm thinking right now, where's he get his energy from? I know you're only 34. But to me, it's like you're in your head and uh, nothing else really matters. And it's you have in front of you your – your outcome, what you want to get out of this podcast today, and and you're going to fucking get it no matter what, and and you're and you're going to be polite, more mannered, and all that sort of stuff. It goes with the game, but, but what <laughs> yeah. also what you're trying to do is make sure that you get what you want. Which, by the way, to me, that's what I call drive. Mm-hmm. That's what drive is. And people go, "Oh, he's driven." No one's ever fucking defined it. Like for me, drive is doing what you just did. Then, mm-hmm. I mean, do you think about this consciously? Do you think that's something yeah. you had when you were twenty-one? Yeah. No, oh, not when I was twenty-one. I think, but not I was, consciously, just unconsciously, unco- subconsciously. Yeah, like unconsciously. Like, I'm going to get this. Yeah, yeah. I, I think in two thousand and seven, I went. This is going to be my job. 
no matter what, it fucks me how, I'm going to find a way. Um, 2010, snapped my wrist and was living off some insurance money. I said, I'm pulling the pin. I've got my ticket. I'm going back to it. And we, we were doing okay back then. Like, um, and we were able to move into an office, but I think it's just, it's, it's honestly, if I set a goal, I'm going to do it. But what I think I've learned over the past couple of years is, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big avid on audio books and, you know, I'm probably learning, less, you mean learning, learning. Yeah. yeah. So I listen to a lot of different audio books. Um, you know, I mean, we now onboard our team with three audio books. What are your audio books instead of reading it? Quicker. And I'm not, I'm probably not the best reader, to be honest. Yeah. I do get distracted quite quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I think just, I've, all, I've always been a goal setter. Like I've always set goals and I think setting goals okay, is really important. important to set goals. And I So you set your outcome or your target and you go after it. And you it. go for it. And if you don't achieve it, well, you learn from it, right? So I think for me, it's like I set a goal with LKI to be my job and we got to a certain point where I, I was doing everything for everyone. We were making life jackets, gloves. We were selling to all different styles. You made styles. what? Life jackets? We made life jackets for What's water sports. Like, like water sport life jackets. Oh, you're skiing and stuff like, like that. Yeah, like technical life jackets, so you, you know, as in like because it saves your life um, in that sense. Um, we were making gloves. We were making a, a little bit of sportswear. We were making, you know, street. We were making, but we started out making, you know, essentially what we're doing now in the early days, but we, we didn't have enough manufacturing experience and understanding. We didn't, you know, we didn't start dealing with offshore until 2011. So it was a long time doing a lot of work. So do you think, do you think um, given your, is, is part of the mindset that drives you and pushes you and looks at the outcome and goes for it no matter what, sometimes it can also have a bit of a scattergun approach. In other words, you're doing a whole lot of shit and uh, um, some of those things you should Early be days doing. for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. I think. It, you know, it definitely. So you, you would say to someone listening to this show, look, if you want to um, have that mindset, the mindset that that makes you driven, and actual driven, and so there's the outcome I want, and I'm going to go for it no matter what, and uh, you just go a million miles an hour. Um, you can also there is a, a risk in that of having having the scattergun scattergun or dash spraying yeah. approach, and you can fuck up. You can do too many things. Well, it at depends once. on the scattergun approach because we were we 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 we, we were building something but I didn't understand how to align it to one thing. So if I bring it back to say LSKD now, we went, well, let's make functional sportswear with a street aesthetic. Let's get away from all those other categories and focus on that. Let's be the best in that. And, but in the early days when we were a wholesale business, the big major retailers would be, oh, hey, this is selling. Can you make that and we'll buy it? So we were like, yeah, cool. You buy a thousand units, we'll make it. And so it, it kind of got to the point where we were like, what does our you know, what does our retailers want from us and we'll make it for them. Where now it went to like, I wanted to learn how to build a brand that was, you know, direct to the community or, you know, D2C uh, as they call it and go, well, we can, you know, we can control our brand message and listen and be, and be absolutely customer obsessed and listen to our community and what they want. So in, so designing and developing product for them on how they chase the vibe. As opposed to a retail channel. As opposed to that. So that almost probably created a little bit of my scattergun approach, if we call it in that, where I was just making everything. And I wanted to have a job. Like I just wanted it to be my career. Like I just loved it. And I didn't know what I loved about it at the time till probably a little bit more now as I'm getting older and understanding a why. But it was like, oh, you, you, you want to buy life jackets? Oh, I can make life jackets. I wear them when I wake surf or, you know, go on a jet ski. So I'll make life jackets because people that wear life jackets wear shorts. It was like, oh, hang on, that's a completely different category of business. And I think where if it was anyone starting out, I think, you know, for me, having mentors in that industry is really important. I did find mentors. I come from the building industry. So as you said before, you come up late to work at 6.30, head chopped off, right? It, it is a very much like that industry. And coming from a job side industry to 
uh, working in an office environment was a really hard transition to me. Like I wasn't the best, you know, leader in house. I made a lot of mistakes. I lost team. I, I was a dick in that sense. And I had to learn that transition. Yeah, because as a builder or as a carpenter, you, it's a task business. So here's your task. Go do your task. Yeah. In the office, you're, you're, you've got a whole, you've got a whole very collaborative. You've got a whole thing in front of you and you've got to get yeah. a whole lot of people coming and do various parts. Yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a big difference. And you're totally right about the scattered because I was. I was everything to everyone. I'll and, do and, everything. Well, you, you team. Just like when they said, we'd go and cut this tree, you say, no fucking worry, worries, I'll go cut that tree. Or yeah. you, you, you're, well, you're the distracting same kid. You, and you're distracting your team in-house. What's the difference between 30, a 30-year-old 30 you and a 20-year-old you? Uh, I think. In running a business. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, a lot different. Um, I suppose if I was building a plan, well, you know, I, essentially from, we, we were LKI from 2007 to just trying to give some of my own experiences to how I built the plan. Um, we were 2007 to 2018, we were LKI. That's Let's Lose Good Industries. So yeah, LKI. Making and, just about everything. Yep, yep. And All uh, sorts of apparel. Apparel, we were making, we were making everything, accessories, pencil cases, backpacks, which yeah. we still make backpacks today, but a certain style of backpack. Um, anyway, so to, to September 2018, we decided to change the brand to LSKD. Um, we actually had LSKD on product. Our What is LSKD? So it's the abbreviation for Loose Kid. Okay, so S, S is part of Loose. Yeah, 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 essentially. Yeah. Um, and we actually started putting it on product in 2016. I was a bit nervous of it and the team design. It mocked up really nicely on, on, on our tees and on our product. And I went, you know what? Like there's a, there's a pinnacle moment here in our brand that we can either go, we, you know, we weren't doing the greatest. We were kind of going backwards in wholesale. Ecom was starting to grow, but I didn't understand e-commerce enough. And I went, you know what? Like I'd listened to a bunch of audio books and went, I've got to stay in my lane. If I can build something here, from a, a mission, you know, like there's the books, like start with why there's, you know, legacy, all these different books. And I started tying them together. And so like, structured your thinking. So I'm like, if I can build a culture, I can build a mission and I can, a mission of inspiring. We had this word chase the vibe, um, but previously it was live your lifestyle. So it was very similar with LKI, but we went and I, and I actually got the team together. I think we were a team of 10 or 12 then. And, and I got the team together and I said, Hey guys, what, what do you like? LKI, LSK. So you had like a hackathon. Yeah. Internal hackathon. Uh, yeah. And I was like, well, what, you know, just old school whiteboard session. So what do you like? LKI, LSKD. And everyone said LSKD. And that's a chase the vibe, live your life. So everyone said chase the vibe. And then I went out to our community and started asking, just showing them both logos. And uh, they all said LSKD. I'm like, I'm going to listen to them first and foremost, and we're going to change the whole so brand. So the structure. So let's, just, so let's, let's a, rebuild the let's structure. Let's pull back a bit here. Come on, let's pull back. You're going too fast for audience. So <laughs> so you had, you had um, you, one, you, you, hacked into the brand and what it stood for and 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 therefore off the back of that build a message. Yes. Chase the vibe. LSKD is is the brand. Yep. You hacked in through your own audience, your own mate, your own team and colleagues, and then you went into the wider audience, your your community. Yep. That's the first thing you've got to do in structure. You've got to actually understand what your purpose is, what your messaging is off the back of that purpose, and you've got to consult everybody. Yep. Structure. That and you made a very good point. Stay in your own lane. I look, I know, I can see what dying to say something. Just, just hang on. I'm going to say it, I'm going to just summarize what you said because it's, you know, you just, <laughs> no, got, you're you, right. drop, you just drop some gold on the audience, but it's sort of fucking scattered all over the joint. So I just want to bring it back. Thanks for cleaning okay. it up for me. So I just cleaned up, right? Because I'll be the cleaner here, okay? <laughs> yeah, and right. so that that's that's the first thing you did. You yeah. you 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 built. You understood your purpose, and you did it in the way that often um, I often recommend. That is, have a hackathon. Yeah, I'm calling it that way. Whiteboard, so. old school. You said old school, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually old school, modern school. That's the way it should be done. We Consult. still do it to this day. So. Consult. 
And you should continue to do that. That, yeah. that. You've got to keep doing that, refining and refining and refining because markets change. That's one. The second thing you did then is actually um, in terms of your structure, you structured your thinking and you, the way you structured your thinking, your thought processes, Jason's thought process, instead of blah everywhere, you know, like just fucking do whatever, you started learning because part of structure is learning and you started to consult um, mentors, you started listening to audio books, um, you did it the way you do it, you know, you sped it up, you did it quick, which is it's cool. Um, you, you did it by audio because it's better for you. You worked out very, very fast. It's better for me to listen than it is to read. But again, you, and then the final thing you said that was really, really important, um, you said you stayed in your lane. Um, it's really easy to cross over into other people's lane and, mm. and just to, that's what I call scatter. You know, like, and, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I just mean like everyone does it, especially when you're young. Yeah. You do it. Um, but yeah, staying in your lane and, and, and opportunities start to come at you and you go, hang on, how, how much time is it going to take me? How much is that going to distract me at the job at hand that I need to achieve or I'm going to help with the team? It, you know what? I can park that note and I'm going to get back to that maybe in two years time because I don't have time for that right now. I've got to focus on so this. So you prioritize. Yeah. So I really just got very focused and, and part of that is I understand, understand financials too. So I started to understand financials. I, I uh, you know, had a CFO, um, Mac Eldar joined in, when we changed the brand, he joined about a month before that, a day a week. Um, and, you know, we were early, you know, we, we, he, I was lucky enough to get a, um, a government grant that helped pay a day a week in those times. Cause I, I, I'll be completely transparent. I didn't know what a CFO even did. And I've been in business a while and I didn't know what a, you know, essentially a management accountant did and how they can actually help you to plan and forecast. So he started to teach me things and just sit there and teach me all this. I went, Oh, but focus on that. I can actually achieve a better outcome. And why am I doing that there? And why am I doing that? And it actually helped me get laser focused. Yeah, what's and, profitable and what's not. And know my numbers. Yeah. And I, I, I knew my numbers from a margin perspective and understood that with my product margin and, you know, bringing it in from, you know, from overseas and manufacturing. But there was that other side that really helped me to plan to go, well, like, here's my milestones I could hit. So, I mean, you just talked about my playbook, by the way. You just went through the first five chapters of my playbook. So, oh, cool. um, and then my playbook is about exactly one, establish your purpose, two, play defensive, in other words, make sure your systems and processes are right. Uh, three, uh, marketing, you know, make sure that the messaging and the marketing, that's all your socials, right? Uh, you know, four, your financials, understand your financials. Yeah, I mean, okay, you've got cool. financials. Oh, awesome. Um, you know, you've got to, and it's all about structuring your thought process, yours, but structuring your business, having your business in parts so you know what to prioritise, what not to prioritise, what does work, what doesn't work. What I, I'd like to get to one day, but I'm I, right now I'm not going to fucking worry about it because <laughs> I just don't have the time. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to thinking, oh, fuck, I can do everything. Yeah. Because the, you just I, burn out and then you're totally. not doing the best. But thing the, that I can do everything type person, by the way, is you. You're that person. You're that type person. And, uh, and they have enormous amount of energy. And energy is critical to a business, like fully critical. Like it's got to have – that energy person in the business all the time and it's got, you've got to transfer your energy across everybody else. And those sorts of people tend to think like you. I can do everything. And so it seems like the, diff the difference between you at 20 and you at 30, for me, and I'm, you know, if, if you don't mind me saying so, yeah. it's structure. Yeah. You're the same, gu same guy, same dude, same skill sets, but you have much more awareness of structure and now to put structure in place. We're going to go to the break, then we're going to come yeah. back and talk about the business. Okay, yeah, cool. Let's go do what the fuck you do. All right, yeah. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm back from the break and uh, we're talking to Jason. One of the things we established that L- LSKD, the, the, the current business, well, the, the, the business. The yep. And, uh, and we'll talk about the products in a moment and the business itself. But it's, it's a long way advanced, but it's also very much similar to the business LKI Industries, which is where even just LK, loose kid, it's the same dude, the same <laughs> business, the same energy. Just evolved. Just evolved into a, a great structure. Structure is the most important thing. Structure is critical. It's fucking boring, but it is critical to survival and mm-hmm. thriving. So surviving and thriving is about structure for me. Uh, I don't give a shit how much energy you got, um, how good the idea is, uh, how many good people you got around you, but you got to sort of build it and make it work. So let's let's let's, let's just talk about LSKD. So yep. what is the product and what's your go to market? So do we create functional sportswear with a streetwear aesthetic? What um, does that mean? So for functional sports it doesn't understand. So functional that. sportswear is essentially a term of it is sportswear. Um, but the way I like to say with the street aesthetic is, I mean, today I'm wearing our rep shorts that I'd wear to the office most days and I'll, what are you calling you? Our rep shorts. So rep, these are rep. our rep shorts. Uh, I got you a pair so you can Thank throw you. down some boxes. So, it's a, it's a, bit, a pair of black shorts. Pair of black shorts. I'm going to go and get them. Um, so I, I mean, I've, I ran a half marathon. I train in these every day. I don't wear the same pair to work obviously, but I train in them. Um, and part of that is we wanted to develop product, you know, so th- these are, these are your shorts. They're called yep. rep, rep shorts. shorts. So you, you part, rep shorts, but it's, it's a pair of it's a pair of runners or gym shorts. Yeah, with you know, know inner mesh lining enough. for breathability, side zip pockets so you can throw your phone in there. Yeah. Um, you know, I've run with. That's I've actually personally run or trained with my phone in there. Um, and how? And in terms made of made from recycled, the yeah. outer shells made from recycled materials as well, which is a part okay, of our project cool. Earth. Um, so we just you know that, that's our men's. I mean, we, we we are you know we are predominantly we're actually seventy percent <clears> female. Uh, our brand, which is amazing, um, but then part you of that mean female customers or, co- the, or the, our customers are yeah. or the SKUs. Uh, so it's probably sixty five percent SKU based, but we do sell a lot of unisex products. So a lot of our menswear product um, sells to our female community. So we use we sell. If you check out our online store, we we sell a lot of unisex product, which is our men's hoodies for our female community so too. Because they like to wear their boyfriend's hoodie. So gym gear. Let's call it sports. So it's called gym gear. So yep. so so part of our brand ethos is you know our our obviously with our technical product is our tights. So um, where's that? Hang on, we got the tights here. Where are they? Now, now I got to ask you this. <laughs> I need to ask you about tights. So, okay, cool. So. I mean, I box a lot and a lot of – we tend to want to wear a lot of – We're actually making like that a men's tight too, which is cool. We, well, we need to have – men's – it sounds a bit weird, but like fighters often like to wear tights. Yeah, um, yeah, no, we're, we're testing some at the moment. 
you know, we wanted this really super soft fabric that went out. It feels good. Yeah. yeah and, and that's been the most amazing thing. And we wanted to make sure the paneling was really flattering, had pockets. So when you put it on, you can train in a gym at a high intensity workout, but you can go to coffee, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. wanted to really make sure that it was an amazing fit, but that's one fit we've developed. And then now we're working on other fits where there is, there's one that you would do potentially. You could do yoga in that tight. You can do almost everything. And, and the whole thing is you can chase the vibe within sport fitness What the fuck adventure. does that mean to me? Come on, dude, tell me. What, what do you I mean, want I, it to mean? I don't know. Tell me. I don't know what it means. You tell me what does it mean. Like well, I'm, we, we I'm 60 odd, but you're 30. Oh, you're still young. So tell me what chase the vibe means. Because that's, that's, well, uh, well, we align it back to sport, fitness, and adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what Whatever we, your vibe and, is. And, and, and yeah, and our mission to inspire people to that is I know when I'm out, whether it's running or training in the gym or, you know, I'm essentially out chasing the vibe and, you know, what I'm doing. And I think part of that mission is we know that if our community is buying the product, we want them to be inspired to go out and do those things. You know, if you, if you do check out our, I suppose our Instagram account or our socials or our website, we want them to go on and be inspired to go, fuck, I want to get out and do that too. Like whether it's in sport, fitness and adventure. I, I feel inspired or motivated, whatever the words are, to go out and do something. Yeah. If I'm that's, the go- that's, our, that's our goal and mission yeah, yeah. because I, I know internally, you know, our team, you know, our team has grown a lot. And for me, a part of the goal is I want to see them out, you know, doing chasing the vibe doing those things you know if someone's like hey i gotta leave early because i'm gonna go on a run i mean we we have a run club at the office and because winter it's getting darker so we're going early we normally shut close the office at five we're like well we're doing run club at five if everyone wants to leave early just leave early like we're not gonna track your minutes we're gonna go to run club and we you know at the start we had 18 of us going um you know out of you know there's about 33 50 with the casual team as well in the warehouse um and it was like, we wanted to create that thing where the community gets together, we're exercising, but you can do, I don't know, it's, you can do anything like where there's functional training, anything that where you get together, where there's a bit of a community vibe. With your gear. With our gear. But how, how do you consult the community? How do we consult? Mm. No, how, what do you That's find, a great, right? great question. Yeah, so, how, how do you um, find out? I mean, the early days was focus groups. Uh, we still do a few, we still do focus groups. Um, we have, I mean, we have a, our customer support team are talking to, talking to our community every day. Do you ever get on the blower yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Still do. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's a return or if there's something wrong, I'm like, I want to know about it. Mm. Like if, you know, I, I want to know, I mean, I've had people message me direct about things or ideas and I'm all in. I think it also comes out. I mean, we've just, we've got a Facebook community group that's close to 30,000 now. Um, we started a couple of months ago and that, that's actually been a really phenomenal way for us to learn because it is really hard when you're an e-commerce brand you, you're not out there in the community and, and COVID has changed that a lot, right? You can't be out there. So, so you consult your community to find out what product, how we, I mean, we, we, we send, product. I mean, we do all different things where we'll send emails for feedback, we'll post things for feedback. Um, our community is actually just giving us feedback now. And then we'll do, we, we, I mean, we go down to the level of, I mean, if I go back to when we developed our first pair of tights, our rep tights, I, um, you know, we had all different people from different gyms. Um, the gym, I, I, even myself, the gym I trained at, I was, going in there and giving pairs to all different sizes to train our team or giving it to their brothers or sorry, their, their sister or their cousins in all different sizes, just to get feedback. We were giving them out and going, go give us feedback. Cause it's not just about fitness. It's about how would they wear it every day? How would they do it and get feedback? I don't like how this felt on the leg or I don't like how this gusset felt. Okay. Why? Okay. Let's go back to the drawing board and let's work on this and let's fix it. Um, you know, down to the point as we were about to release a product and, um, we had, we actually, we had a couple of pairs of this women's short tide and, and, um, I actually, I actually gave a pair to my cousin and, and we gave a pair to a really good friend of ours that's a, that owns a gym. And they came back and said, look, I feel like it's, um, the gusset's not right. 
and we literally pulled production and said, no, we're not doing it. Like, we've got to fix this. Thank you. You know, like just little things. I mean, it's every day we're trying to learn and get better. The one percent is the things that win at the end of the day. Yeah, and, so. and, and, and it's very, it's, it's not the creating this huge event around it. It's just having a genuine conversation, picking up the phone, um, asking a question. What did you think of that? Inviting them to have open feedback where they feel they can genuinely give open feedback. Because some people are like, oh, I love it. You're like, oh, this is so bad. You actually <laughs> you want, know, you want to get a few people to say, no, no, what about we change this? At least it gets you to think about what it is. You may not, but you at least thinking, yeah. you go, oh, I never thought of that. What about pricing? I mean, how do you price your product? I mean, so tell our saw, audience how you do that. Well, it's, it's an interesting one. We, you, we, you have a we, premium price? What are you? Well, we're, we're probably, I mean, our puffer jacket that we've just created is 210. Um, I don't know where that sits in the market. Is that good, it, bad? I mean, I don't know either, to be honest. We just priced it at that because that's where we felt it sat and it was priced well for our community. I mean, our tights are $80. $80. We wanted to price a tight that wasn't too expensive. Um, it wasn't the cheapest because of the quality and fabric we had to put in there, but we wanted to make sure it was at a great price that, you know, I suppose is affordable to purchase and they know they are going to keep them for a long time. Um, I suppose obviously there's the margin factor as well. You've got to factor in. So you have to factor that in. But we're not trying to, you know, go out and sell things at $150 a pair of tights. We tried to keep them at a really good price point for the community. Um, but if I'm going to be fully, I mean, fully transparent in the early days, I didn't, we didn't know where we are going to price ourselves. We're not the most expensive and we're not the cheapest. We sit around the middle and where we do, but we also sit at where we think it's priced well for our community. But do you build your brand? Therefore, do you go and build your brand around the middle too? Sort of, you now some people might pitch their brand as, um, you know, the best, therefore, therefore, and therefore the most expensive. Makes sense. Some people might say, no, we're not the best, but we're the cheapest. In other words, it's affordable shit, really super affordable, yeah. um, you know, Target or whatever. Um, and then there's someone in the middle. So, but in the middle, you've got to be, you know, either well, we the best nor you the yeah. cheapest. So we want to create like the best product for our community. We're not claiming we're the best, but we want to create the best product that they can wear. And they can wear over and over and over and not have any faults. And they're paying a you know a solid price for it, but they're getting a great product um, that they wear, and they'll tell their friends. But what's know? the proposition? Is because um, we don't really. I mean, we don't. We we more sell the why, the mission. Yeah. Okay. So you're not. Over, it's none of those price. things. So it's, it's yeah. So, like so therefore, the mission being we don't we don't we don't plaster up. This is only seventy nine ninety nine. We don't plaster that up. Right. Like so it's we, not price driven. We, so we, it's, we focus on the content and the why and the mission and try and really focus around that. So you're saying I won't look at the price because I'm going to be uh, – We look – I mean, we, yeah. It's you know, I'm question. actually – I'm going to fall in love with the mission or the, the content or the chase the vibe well, or whatever. I, well, you're probably right. I think it's three things. You know, mission is to inspire people to chase the vibe through sport, fitness, and adventure. And that's, you know, that's essentially our why as well. We don't really – we're not trying to say we're the best. Yep. We're not going to say we're the cheapest. But the, when you said earlier on content and the why – you said um, adventure and uh, oh, sport, fitness sport. And adventure. Yeah, but sport, I don't think sport's a purpose. I think um, we do sport for a purpose um, and I, I quite like the word adventure. I think sport's about adventure. So um, yeah, they, whole, they, they all overlap slightly on each other. Yeah, but like adventure is an important thing. Um, you know, adventure and health, um, you know, like well-being. Yeah. They're, they're really important concepts. Um, sport's not a concept. Sport's a thing. Um, and yeah. I'm talking about when I, I think when I talk about purpose, I think I talk about, which is your why I talk about, um, um, uh, concepts as opposed to things, you know, like, um, I want a house, not because I want to be rich, because I want to be comfortable. I want to be safe. I want to be secure. Um, I, I've always, they're, they're concepts as yeah. opposed to things, thing is the house. Um, sport is a, to me is a thing, um, as an action. It's something you're doing, but there is a concept around it. Why do I do sport? 
there you go. Doesn't want to look good. Um, Makes uh, you I'm, feel better. I'm competitive. Well, I think I it depends on the. I mean, I you adventure. Know. I might be. A, I might be. A, a, I might be someone who wants to climb mountains and shit like that. I'm testing myself. That that's adventure. Yeah, I mean, a sport could be. I mean, a sport breaks down to like action sports and sports. Whether you're into mountain biking, whether you're into you know, which you've got a thing, and then you go, you know, essentially do that thing and you buy a mountain bike and you go riding. I mean, I love mountain mountain bike quite a lot myself, but you know, it's a thing that you're doing. Um, whether, you know, the sport. Just satisfy like, something within yourself though. Yeah. And I think, I think it's great. It's great for your health. You know, sports, sport is exercise. Well, I do sport, I do sport for that reason. I don't do it for adventure. I do it for, for, for health and competitive. I like to compete, but I do it for my own personal health. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it's like, it's, it, that's my own, uh, because I want, I want to live a better quality life. Yeah. And I know if I'm healthy, I live a better quality life. Well, I think I live, will live a better quality life. I totally life. agree. It's part of my goal is yeah. to be, be training when I'm, you know, the next stage and the next stage. Yeah, it's totally. all about long term. So, but I, I don't do it for adventure though, but I mean, I would have when I was younger, but I don't these days. Um, but yeah. I do, and I also do it to satisfy my need to compete. Um, and I also do it f in my case for my need to stay relevant. Yep. Um, I compete to be relevant. Stay relevant. I mean, yeah. maybe you have some insecurity or something. I don't know, but who gives a fuck? Well, I mean, I, I compete now because I used to race and had that. It, it gives you that. It gives you that sense of. I'm still I, it's, in it. It's that adrenaline rush you get too. That yeah, feeling yeah. you get. So yeah. I, racing motocross, and I hadn't raced for ten years. I've now, you know, this year I've done two triathlons. I've done I'm doing a marathon. It's I don't I don't care where I come. I actually care about if I put everything into it and I do the best I can. I know I've done well. So and so given that. When you build your marketing, social media marketing and all the marketing you do, um, and I'm, I don't know if you do any above the line, but let's assume it's just all digital. Um, are you promoting, does your brand rather promote into all those sorts of categories? In other words, yeah, so adventure, we, relevancy, need to compete, health. Yeah, so we, that's where it breaks down to the, Consciously. Next, the next stage of like we have, you know, we have content creators, which tears into adventure. We have um, athletes, which goes into sport and fitness. And then we have other things where we work with like local gyms. And so there's that side to it too. So a lot of it, we do have professional athletes. We've got a professional BMX rider, Logan Martin, that is going to the Olympics this year. He wears the brand. Um, he doesn't wear it when he competes. He wears it when he's training in the gym, practicing, and, you know, obviously whenever he's not on – and because you compete for a whole of probably, what, three minutes on the course. So he doesn't wear it for that. He wears it when he's doing everything else. And, you know, he's got between his socials maybe 700,000 followers. We have another athlete that's into fitness. So it all kind of ties into each other of, like, how we find, you know, we've got different female athletes – so that's interesting. You see, your your that your use of influences. It's sort of um, that that's an interesting one. And I read somewhere that um, you had someone from some Hollywood star wearing your gear. Oh, Zac Efron. Yeah, Zac Efron. Okay, and I, I can't presume, wait to train with him. I, I presume it's because he's in Byron or Ballina or somewhere doing a movie or something like that. Um, yeah, I actually yeah, more recently. We talking about more recently. Yeah, it was only recent. He wore the brand. Um, even Haley Bieber wore a face mask recently. It was pretty cool. But um, we, it, it kind of happened very organically. I met someone in the US. Um, became quite good friends with him. He's a big create content creator, videographer, and he met his brother. Actually, um, was coming to Australia to film the latest Netflix series, Dylan. And he mess just connected me in a message and said, "Hey." Dylan's coming over, you know, he might be able to, you know, you guys are always like, you know, essentially chasing the vibe might be worth the connection that when they're here filming, you might be able to take them out on the boat, take them wake surfing, or you could mountain biking, hiking, et cetera. And then we connected and then 
I ended up getting getting to chat to uh, Zach's brother for about forty five minutes. I think I spent nearly the whole time talking about Ironmans and marathons because he used to be an Ironman, and I've heard all about obviously I have a goal to do an Ironman one day, and I was just I forgot to really talk about the brand. I was talking more about that, and then the last five minutes was a chat about the brand. And then he messaged me and just said, Hey, my brother loves the brand. He loves the product. Um, he's allowed to wear it on the show. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, so we weren't really trying to push it, to be honest. He just showed his brother and said, if you'd like some, I can get it for you. Is and that the same Jason who used to go around when he was, uh, I can't remember what you said, maybe 15 or 16 or something and working for your mum. And, uh, you went around knocking on doors and you said, uh, can I cut your tree down and, uh, yeah. is, and can I do the hustle you're hustling and, uh, and then leveraging is that's the same dude. Same guy. Yeah, just slowly but it's the same shit, to work isn't it? with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And probably, and probably not necessarily. I'm setting out on consciously to network, because mate, that's a fucking fail. That shit. Um, yeah, no, I build relationships. In my opinion, I, I'm a big believer. But you, if you see, want there's some, a, you see, there's some leverage in yeah. there because I might end up getting those cuttings and I can grow them and sell them. So this, that's the same dude. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and I'm a big believer. If you want something, you got to give something in return. Yeah, and it's for like sure. oh, I'd love to get Zach. Yeah, yeah. But if not, hey, I'd love to throw down a gym session. The guy that seems like a beast in the gym. Love to go training. So uh, did it help your business? I mean, like. Um, it did from a, an, a, definitely from an awareness perspective. The awareness was phenomenal. Um, it's gone obviously all over the media. They've tagged our, our logo, obviously the brand Ellis Ketty that he's wearing. Did he put up on his stuff? He put it on his Instagram. Yeah. He's got like 44 million followers. He put it on there. He didn't tag us or anything, no. um, but he was wearing it. But he's wearing it in the Netflix series that launches in the US. I don't know when. So um, that series launch, I, d- I have no idea, but he's wearing it until the series. So I'm really interested to see once the launch, the series comes out, where that actually takes us from a traffic perspective and potentially sales. But we didn't really do that for sales. I think it's more of a really good brand awareness strategy. Um, if, if you're going to talk it as, about, as a strategy, it's really great to get that Mate, awareness. It's pretty good and, fucking brand awareness. And, and, and yeah, and, and it's like a fanboy moment. I was pumped yeah. when he's around, you know, everyone loves Zac Efron. Yeah, is he lives in Byron or something? Is I it? think Byron and yeah, uh, that territory. I, I think so. I, Hemsworth, I, I've never blah, got a chance blah. to speak to him, but, uh, Hemsworth, blah, blah, all that sort of, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we, we, I mean, we were, we had the opportunity to, I think to gift, we gifted, um, you know, sent Hemsworth's trainer a product. Um, and he was wearing it, you know, at Hemsworth videos. So yeah, you, you just don't know sometimes you've got. You know, you might get a, an address and you just hope for the best they're going to wear it, you know, and you just, that's your kind of like fanboy moment where you're like pumped that they're wearing the brand, but you just, you don't know, you don't know if they're going to wear it. You'll send a gift and hope, but the Zac Efron situation was phenomenal. But it was well, cool. I, I was, hope you get to go and have a gym session. Maybe you take him on a marathon or a half marathon or something. Yeah, that'd be fine. We'll take, we'll take, take him mountain biking. That, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've expressed the invite, so I'm hoping to get the call up. <laughs> So that, that, that use of influencers, um, how important is that for your brand build? Yeah, it's massive. And I think we treat, you know, we treat the kind of the word influencers as more, you know, whether it's ambassadors or, you know, local trainers or just people in the community. It's a shit word, you know, influencers, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. I mean, everyone is influential in their own right. Yeah. If someone wears something and they go, do you like that? I love it. You've just influenced that person to go, yeah, well, I'm going to see it, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. Or potentially if I'm in a store or if I'm online. So I think for us, we class it as ambassadors and we yeah. have, you know, we've got different athletes. We, you know, we do work with different influences all over the world, but it's, it's, yeah, there's, there's, you know, between sport fitness and adventure, we work with, we have, you know, amazing content creators and all they do is travel the world and create phenomenal content on adventure. And we've got athletes that train, um, whether it's a professional BMXer or, a, you know, someone involved in fitness, we have that side to it because you can, you can wear our product essentially doing anything, but we just try and tie it back to that. 
Um, but also, you know, your values mean a lot as well. How do you uh, sit around? Who do you sit around with and what process do you, so, do you in, uh, employ give me, to give get me LK, I suppose LKI days. I had no idea what values were. No idea. It's yeah. been a very long journey to find them. Um, listened to lots of different audio books and then started to understand, okay, that's what a value means. It's not a buzzword. It's just what you do every day and decisions you make by every day. So we started to kind of create this spread of words and then – we actually sent out a form to the whole team in the office and just said, hey, guys, we really want to work on our values. So, again, um, hacked into it. Yeah, and just asked them for their feedback yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then pulled that up and then wrote a first draft and then posted it on the wall and just left it there. And everyone just – and then we got more feedback. Can we throw a few names, a few words around? Yeah. Like sweep the sheds. You know, no one's bigger than the team. Yeah. So values like that. Yeah. So, you know, Give like – Can you get another one? Like, uh, move fast and break shit. Move fast and break shit. Yeah. yeah. Power forwards. Yeah, yeah. So different yeah. things like that, um, you know, that, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I'm a, I'm a, like, if I read it in front of me, but a lot of those kind of, not so much buzzwords, but it's decisions that we can make together every day. And it's and, and then the decisions, you know, the team is growing quite quickly and I'm trying to learn how to understand how to, how do you keep growing and you can't oversee every aspect, you know, every single Again, day. Again, it's why you've got to have structure. Exactly. And you've got, you got, you got to live your life. The business has to live its life by structure. Once a month you've got to meet and you've got to say, they're the 10 things we're going to talk about every month. Going right back to the beginning, our purpose, what we hear, you know, like uh, our processes and systems, how we send out our messages, what our marketing, what our financials look like, you know. I mean, like, a good one, has the business still got energy? You know, like the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the vibe. Yeah, you know, like, yeah 100%. And where's it coming from? And it can't just come from you because you're going to get worn out. It's got to come from exactly. everybody. Yeah. No, Up and yeah. down, sideways, it's got to come from everywhere. And you've your got to community. empower your team to know that, that you know, leaders create leaders essentially. And uh, what are your plans for the future? Future? Yeah. Uh, I mean – Obviously, our product line is growing, which yep. is really exciting. So we're, we're, we're bringing out around eight new styles of women's tights over the course of the next eight months that we've been working on pretty much for 12 months prior. Um, so that's coming out. So our product line is expanding in the area that we're focused on. And then at the same time, obviously, signing a lot more new ambassadors to the team. Obviously, our, obviously international expansion is growing, which is really exciting. But at the same time, trying to learn from that community. So I would call that business as usual, though, and but 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 sort of turbocharging BAU. You know, like I'd be saying, I mean, we're growing really. Do quick. you have one to... special thing though outside of business as usual? In other yeah. words, increasing skew, your product lines. Um, you know, um, you know, like oh, growing I mean, in different territories. But do you have do you have a one? I mean, we launched an app. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right, so cool. I mean, yeah, I probably that's your one. Talk a lot of things, but we launched an app recently. Yep. Literally three weeks. And ago. what's the app do? So it's an online shopping app. Yep, okay. So we ended up number one on the app store uh, on launch, which is amazing in the shopping app. Okay, you're going to stay where you are. Saying yeah. that for – well, I mean, it's only just getting started for us. We've had yep. one pair of tights, the same one style. The ones I just held up. Yep, yep. for two years, and it's really built momentum. Now we're starting to bring out other fits. Like so short that, tights. Shorts with long tights. So there's different fits in tights, ones that have just no paneling, they're seamless, there's all different fits. So we're now starting to dive. We've got this amazing you know, community of people buying tights sold a lot of pairs of tights and now we're expanding that, which obviously in Heinz expands different people like to wear different fits. Um, obviously, you know, we're building loyalty programs that we launched this month on our online store. So it's, it seems business as usual, but it's like, no, it's nothing wrong the, business the, as the, usual. the work on getting that right to keep growing the, you know, the team, obviously we're moving into a new office. So we're building a uh, three and a half thousand square meter facility on the highway in Logan. That's going to actually have a retail store on the front of it, which you can click and collect, which will be about the small 80 square meter store, but it'll be you know, kind of a state-of-the-art pop-up shop that we'll use that as a potential pop-up shop model to do pop-up shops around Australia, New Zealand, obviously internationally to learn from the community and open stores. 
um, whether it's a pop-up model. There's, a, I mean, there's a gym going in there on the rooftop and, you know, there's, we can shoot content, the team can train, we can have athletes come and train. That's culture so, though, that's people and culture. So, yeah, I mean, so, because that's another chapter of my, 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 my thing actually, people and culture, and that's an important yeah. one. I think you've got that shit, I, I reckon, my gut feeling is you've got that stuff going really well. Um, I'm actually happy that you're saying it is business as usual and that you don't have some major project on site. I wasn't, I was sort of setting you up a little bit there. Oh, but thanks. I, but I'm actually happy. To think of that, uh... I'm actually happy you, you are doing what you do best and that you are concentrating and you are drilling down into those things you do well, which is probably not the yeah, same thanks. dude as we, you know. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. But I mean, it's, it's it, that, that really means you're staying, you're sticking to your lane. Yeah. And you and you're and just going to do our customers and you're going to do that better. What they just do it better and better and better and better, better. And, and what us what they want us to do better as well. Yeah, and staying yeah, staying focused. Consulting, sticking your lane. Okay, we're at the end of the podcast. I'm going to give you a yeah. chance to ask me a question. Uh, I was thinking about this. I think what would you tell whether it's your 21 year old self now? What would you tell you? You may have been asked this. I don't know, but what would you tell your younger self now? What you know now. Uh, like what do you, well, if it makes sense, don't be in a hurry. That's the first thing. Um, so don't make decisions because you're in a hurry and don't make those. In other words, um, think about what you're going to do. Stop trying to grow at a million miles an hour. Um, grow more steadily. Probably, I mean, I keep saying it to you, um, is maintain a structure and stay with the structure until you get it. It's perfect or not perfect, near as perfect as possible. In other words, all your processes are working, your systems are working. We were just talking about your electronic systems in terms of inventory and storage and warehousing and deliveries and blah, 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 orders. Um, um, make sure your system processes are right. Make sure you continue to refine your, your message and the reason why you're doing stuff, What your more importantly, what your community wants as opposed to what you think they fucking want. Um, yeah. Make sure you and stick to your financials. Try and manage your numbers all the time. Um, keep the energy right in your joint, like make sure that everybody is still feeling energized. Cause sometimes when you do business as usual, people can get bored. Some people live off mm -hmm. newness. That's where they get their energy from. I'm one of those people, right? I, I get energy off new, new ideas, new thoughts. And sometimes when I get bored, I start looking at new thoughts. And in fact, I should just start continue doing what I've always done. Cause what I've done is actually right. And it's good and it's, and it's well, it's, it, it works. So, um, the structure what I have to apply to myself, my businesses, is the structure I've been talking about. And we've been talking about this the whole hour. We've been talking about the structure that I apply to my businesses. That structure is living in a very regimented way in relation to your business. And don't be trying to go do it, doing things in a hurry, Mark, um, because you'll usually make a big mistake, which is the biggest mistakes I ever made was when I was younger, is when I was trying to jump from one to 10 without doing steps two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You've got to do the steps. I don't give a shit who you are, how smart you are, whatever, how good your product is, you've got to do the steps. So I would say to Mark, a young Mark, don't be in a hurry. Make sure you build structure into whatever it is that you're doing. And it seems to me that's what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Well done, mate. Awesome. That, that Thanks great. for your time. I really appreciate it. L-S-K-D. S, yeah. S is around the right way. K is around the wrong backwards. way. Yep. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Thanks, I love bro. it. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Mentor. Audio and production is by Jess Morley. And production assistance, Jonathan Leondis. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.